lads and ladies, welcome to the Junior Classics. Hi there, I'm Sir Bradley Hassey, a teller of borrowed tales. Join me as I share stories of courage, adventure, and wonder. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's Junior Classic. Welcome back, Junior Scholars. I am Sir Bradley Hassey, guardian of the written word and your guide through the Junior Classics. What I do here is turn classic literature into fun audio dramas to stimulate the imagination, and we do a little bit of learning along the way. Our mission is to safeguard the classics and inspire children to a love of good reading and a lasting interest in Western literature and history. If this is your first time listening, thank you for being here. And a special thank you to my loyal listeners, the Bears, the Unauthorized, my local region listeners who tune in each and every episode, and especially my Patreon supporters who help keep the show going and growing. If you like what we're doing, creating stories for the good of your kids, support me on Patreon for five bucks a month or subscribe to unauthorized.tv. You can also now send me a letter to P.O. Box 1153, Crown Point, Indiana, 46308. In your letter, you can send me any artwork that you want to do that's related to any Junior Classic story. You can write me a letter and tell me what you liked about the story, ask me questions about any story. Uh, You can write me using a lost and found word in a sentence or even create your own short story. Ask or comment about any of the history or places we have discussed. And of course, if you want to send me a donation, that would be appreciated also. Once I get a bundle of letters, I'll open them up on video, read your comments and answer your questions. Okay, we are continuing on with our current series, Tales from Europe, with a Polish tale called The Three Brothers. So naturally, this episode's geography spotlight is the nation of Poland. And before we get into that, I just have to tell you how hard it is to try and distill these geography spotlights into just a paragraph. I had to go look at the whole country of Poland and just come up with a few fun things to tell you. So here are the fun facts that I found. Poland is located smack dab in the center of Europe. So go find a map, put your finger right in the middle of Europe and see how close you are to Poland. It is the ninth largest European country. It is home to the world's largest castle, called Castle Malbork. It is also home to the largest population of European bison called Wiesent, which were once considered extinct in the wild. One of Poland's national heroes is the renowned classical music composer Frederick Chopin, who is admired for his extraordinary piano composition and playing skills. And if you wait to the very end of the show, I'm going to play a beautiful piece composed by Chopin. The national symbol of Poland is a white eagle with golden talons and a crown upon its head. Okay, now it's time for... Lost and Found Words! Listen carefully to these words and their meanings and try and spot them during the story. Our first word today is mischievous, which I found out I think I pronounced wrong my whole life. I used to always say mischievous, but as I was looking this up, I learned something just like you guys. So mischievous means having a fondness for causing trouble. You could also say someone would be naughty, troublesome, rascally, or playful. 
and you will meet a very mischievous hawk in today's story. Our second word is abyss. Abyss means a deep or bottomless pit. The hero will explore a huge abyss. Our third word is exquisite. Exquisite means extremely beautiful and delicate. Flowers in the story are described as exquisite. Do you think that's a proper description of flowers? I think so. Number four is implore. To implore means to beg someone seriously or desperately to do something. The hero in our story will implore a girl to become his wife. And our last word today is transform. Transform means to change into something new or different. A caterpillar transforms or turns into a butterfly. I knew you knew that one. Okay, that's all for this week's Lost and Found Words. Now, on to the show. Who do you trust most in this world? I think for most people, it's family and close friends. Now, how would you feel if someone you trusted betrayed you? Betrayal is when someone you trust breaks that trust by doing something that hurts you. The betrayal may be a small thing, or it may be a big thing that hurts you immensely. And it's really hard to trust someone again once they betray you. As we listen to the story, be thinking about betrayal and try and determine who betrayed who. If you were the character in today's tale and came face to face with your betrayer, how would you feel and what would you do? The Three Brothers by Herman R. Kletke. There was once upon a time a witch who in the shape of a hawk used every night to break the windows of a certain village church. In the same village, there lived three brothers who were all determined to kill the mischievous hawk. But in vain did the two eldest mount guard in the church with their guns. As soon as the bird appeared high above their heads, sleep overpowered them, and they only awoke to hear the windows crashing in. Then the younger brother took his turn of guarding the windows, and to prevent his being overcome by sleep, he placed a lot of thorns under his chin, so that if he felt drowsy and nodded his head, they would prick him and keep him awake. The moon was already risen, and it was light as day, when suddenly he heard a fearful noise, and at the same time a terrible desire to sleep overpowered him. His eyelids closed, and his head sank on his shoulders, but the thorns ran into him and were so painful that he awoke at once. He saw the hawk swooping down upon the church, and in a moment he had seized his gun and shot at the bird. The hawk fell heavily under a big stone, severely wounded in its right wing. The youth ran to look at it and saw that a huge abyss had opened below the stone. He went at once to fetch his brothers, and with their help, dragged a lot of pine wood and ropes to the spot. They fastened some of the burning pine wood to the end of the rope and let it slowly down the bottom of the abyss. At first, it was quite dark, 
and the flaming torch only lit up dirty gray stone walls. But the youngest brother determined to explore the abyss, and letting himself down by the rope, he soon reached the bottom. Here, he found a lovely meadow full of green trees and exquisite flowers. In the middle of the meadow stood a huge stone castle with an iron gate leading to it, which was wide open. Everything in the castle seemed to be made of copper, and the only inhabitant he could discover was a lovely girl who was combing her golden hair. And he noticed that whenever one of her hairs fell on the ground, it rang out like pure metal. The youth looked at her more closely and saw that her skin was smooth and fair, her blue eyes bright and sparkling, and her hair as golden as the sun. He fell in love with her on the spot, and kneeling at her feet, he implored her to become his wife. The lovely girl accepted his proposal gladly, but at the same time, she warned him that she could never come up to the world above till her mother, the old witch, was dead. And she went on to tell him that the only way in which the old creature could be killed was with the sword that hung up in the castle, but the sword was so heavy that no one could lift it. Then the youth went into a room in the castle where everything was made of silver, and here he found another beautiful girl, the sister of his bride. She was combing her silver hair, and every hair that fell on the ground rang out like pure metal. The second girl handed him the sword, but though he tried with all his strength, he could not lift it. At last, a third sister came to him and gave him a drop of something to drink, which she said would give him the needful strength. He drank one drop, but still he could not lift the sword. Then he drank a second drop, and the sword began to move. But only after he had drunk a third drop was he able to swing the sword over his head. Then he hid himself in the castle and awaited the old witch's arrival. At last, as it was beginning to grow dark, she appeared. She swooped down upon a big apple tree, and after shaking some golden apples from it, she pounced down upon the earth. As soon as her feet touched the ground, she became transformed from a hawk into a woman. This was the moment the youth was waiting for, and he swung his mighty sword in the air with all his strength, and the witch's head fell off, and her blood spurted upon the walls. Without fear of any further danger, he packed up all the treasures of the castle into great chests, and gave his brothers a signal to pull them up out of the abyss. First the treasures were attached to the rope, and then the three lovely girls, and now everything was up above, and only he himself remained below. But as he was a little suspicious of his brothers, he fastened a heavy stone onto the rope and let them pull it up. At first they heaved with a will, but when the stone was halfway up, they let it drop suddenly, and it fell to the bottom broken into a hundred pieces. So that's what would have happened to my bones, had I trusted myself to them said the youth sadly, and he cried bitterly, not because of the treasures, but because of the lovely girl with her swan-like neck and golden hair. For a long time he wandered sadly all through the beautiful underworld, and one day he met a magician 
who asked him the cause of his tears. The youth told him all that had befallen him, and the magician said, Do not grieve, young man. If you will guard the children who are hidden in the golden apple tree, I will bring you at once up to the earth. Another magician who lives in this land always eats my children up. It is in vain that I have hidden them under the earth and locked them into the castle. Now I have hidden them in the apple tree. Hide yourself there too, and at midnight you will see my enemy. The youth climbed up the tree and picked some of the beautiful golden apples which he ate for his supper. At midnight, the wind began to rise and a rustling sound was heard at the foot of the tree. The youth looked down and beheld a long, thick serpent beginning to crawl up the tree. It wound itself round the stem and gradually got higher and higher. It stretched its huge head in which the eyes glittered fiercely among the branches, searching for the nest in which the little children lay. They trembled with terror when they saw the hideous creature and hid themselves beneath the leaves. Then the youth swung his mighty sword in the air and with one blow cut off the serpent's head. He cut up the rest of the body into little bits and strewed them to the four winds. The father of the rescued children was so delighted over the death of his enemy that he told the youth to get on his back, and thus he carried him up to the world above. With what joy did he hurry now to his brother's house? He burst into a room where they were all assembled. But no one knew who he was, only his bride, who was serving as cook to her sisters, recognized her lover at once. His brothers, who had quite believed he was dead, yielded him up his treasures at once and flew into the woods in terror. But the good youth forgave them all they had done and divided his treasures with them. Then he built himself a big castle with golden windows, and there he lived happily with his golden-haired wife till the end of their lives. I like this story. It was spooky with the hawk and the witch. There was plenty of adventure in exploring the abyss and the underworld. The hero faced challenges, and there was a good example of forgiveness at the end. I asked you before the story to think about betrayal, and I don't know for sure why the two older brothers planned to kill their youngest brother by letting go of the rope they were hoisting him up with, but I think they may have been jealous of his bravery and that he explored the abyss alone without them. I would have thought at least two of the brothers would explore together, but anywho. The youngest brother finally escaped the underworld and returned home and confronted his brothers, who thought he was long dead. And what did the youngest brother do to his betrayers? He forgave them all they had done and even divided his treasure with them. You know, after I read the story the first time, it reminded me of an even older story, an ancient story from the Bible about Joseph, who was the youngest of many brothers. These older brothers planned to kill him and settled on selling Joseph into slavery. That's quite the betrayal indeed. But many years later, Joseph became a ruler in the land of Egypt and came face to face with the brothers who betrayed him. 
And Joseph too forgave them, and he shared his wealth with them. If you face betrayal in the future, Junior Scholar, and there's a good chance that you will, remember the stories of the young brothers that forgave their betrayers. That's all for this week. Until next time, I am Sir Bradley Hassey. Be brave, be loyal, and speak the truth. Now for you parents out there, I want you to understand why we are doing this, what we are trying to achieve, and how you can help us. This is a rescue operation to preserve the classics and the wisdom within before it is lost forever. Our goal is to inspire children with a love of good reading by safeguarding and breathing new life into the greatest stories in history and empower you, the parents, with a resource you can trust to enrich your child's mind and spirit. We don't want these stories and the wisdom within to be forgotten so our children don't have to learn these lessons on their own. The most important thing you can do for us is to spread the message and tell others about these stories and what we are doing. If you want to donate, we would love that as well. My promise is that 100% of donations will go to building the impact and quality of the Junior Classics. If you have feedback and thoughts on how we can do things better, please send an email to Podcast at gmail.com. And now, a beautiful piece composed by Frédéric Chopin. <laughs>